0: Hey folks, welcome back to Raising Equity. I'm Dr. Kira Banks. And today I want to do a quick diversity download on diversity councils, diversity committees, diversity task force. It's not that I'm against them. It's that I literally have received multiple phone calls this past week about corporations, organizations that are asking, what do we do next? What do we do our diversity council is spinning its wheels. Our diversity council is is struggling. We don't know where we're headed as an organization. And if you've listened to me in the past, you know that One of the things I say beware of is thinking that creating a council or task force is going to solve your DEI problems. I see a lot of organizations run to that, and I I don't want to just outright criticize it. Although that's where I that's where I end up in that I'm skeptical about them. I I think that it happens because people realize they become aware that there's an issue. They realize that. Part of the problem has been that leadership hasn't been able to fully understand the problem. And so the way they solve for that is creating a task force or committee that has more broad representation so that it engages more people in the work and they have multiple stakeholders at the table. Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. But it's how you engage the diversity council or committee or task force, how you uh, engage that body in the work that's important. So first things first, you cannot, cannot skip over, get around leadership doing its own work. So what I've seen happen most recently is an organization called to ask for help and they talked about the diversity council. But when I asked about leadership, it was clear that leadership had delegated this work to this group, to this body. The leadership had said, oh yeah, yeah, we think it's important, and then delegated the work to the diversity committee and council or task force. I should probably just call it the diversity committee, right? So what that did is that that skipped over the step of leadership doing its own work and figuring out the why setting some sort of clear articulation of the connection to the, to the work of DEI and the organization, whether it's moral or or bottom line or all of those things or innovation, leadership must, must, must articulate why for the sake of what do its own work. Because if not, you end up throwing together a diversity council and then the diversity council has to speak its time convincing leadership to invest money or in a consultant or some sort of efforts or initiatives. It has to figure out how to translate what maybe the people on that committee know to have it be uh, palpable or palatable to leadership. And so if that happens, you're basically saying that leadership is in the way or isn't competent enough to lead this work. And so the committee is then the body that has the knowledge, but they don't have the power. And so you've got to figure out how to, how to, how to, how to navigate that. So maybe it's that there are people who are on that committee that should be in some sort of leadership position so that they have positional power and they have access to a line item and other funding. Um, maybe it's telling you that you need to to think about how to train people who are in leadership positions so that when they get to that position, they have already integrated DEI into their work and it's not just a, a standalone, a siloed topic that is only something that someone who has that title or who's on this task force does or knows. It can mean all sorts of things, but I say all that to say, if you find yourself two years, three years down the road of the work, quote unquote, and the diversity council spinning its wheels. Oftentimes, what that means is that leadership hasn't done its work to set the framework and to to set the vision uh, to give a clear charge for what that committee is tasked to do. Um, So with all that, I would just say, I want you to be aware of why councils get created and how they get utilized in DEI work. Because more often than not, I see leadership abdicating responsibility to these task forces, but the task force not having one, the positional power or two, the, the financial um, power to, to make whatever they want to do happen. The last thing I'll say with the diversity councils is it's extremely important for for everyone to have ownership of the work, and I have. This is similar to the one about leadership abdicating responsibility, uh, but I've seen it happen in organizations where the work is stalled, and so then. Because that responsibility has responsibility has been abdicated, it now becomes the diversity counselor task force's fault that it's not happening. And so then there be, there what it's this weird thing where people feel like it proves the point that this work isn't important or isn't happening because the the council is not doing well or is stalled or is struggling rather than realizing that it's actually a systems problem. it's it's the way that the organization is approaching the work and and so I'm a little defensive about these councils because I I, I know they can succeed that, that I want them to succeed, but they are often, often aren't set up for success. so, with that, I will say, if you have a diversity council, one, make sure that it is not in the place of leadership doing its own work, okay? Two, make sure that it has the positional and financial power to, to influence policy. That could mean having leadership sit on the council. That could mean some relationship with... Um, with leadership, so that there's a ongoing iterative like communication and and information sharing, and then three, make sure that it's leadership that is articulating and communicating how the DEI goals are are progressing in the organization. Uh, don't put that responsibility solely on the DEI committee. I understand that some people do that to kind of like feel like they're sharing the air. And of course, as leadership, you don't want to take responsibility like you've done all this work, but again, it's in a way protects that, that, that committee if the communication is either a both and happening from leadership in partnership with the committee or happening from leadership with, um, with clear kind of pointing at the the, the committee as the work that they're doing, but also sharing what what work the leadership team is doing, right? So that it's one among many things that are happening in the organization. The reason I say that is I don't want that committee to become the, the place where all blame gets laid when things don't go well, because that's not the body that should be responsible for this work. It can be a body that is helpful and facilitating of this work. Um, so, all that to say, I hope those give you some tips and strategies for, for how you can manage your DEI council and committee, and how you can avoid having the group spin its wheels and becoming ineffective. So, thanks for joining me. Uh, you can find me anywhere you find your podcasts. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Dr. Kira Banks, on Twitter at Kira Banks, and thanks for joining me on Raising Equity.